Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today's episode brings us to the end of our uh, week-long journey through Percy Shelley's Ode to the West Wind. Shelley, as I've mentioned already this week, well, four times already, I suppose, was an English romantic poet who lived from 1792 to 1822. This is one of his uh, most famous poems. And because it's divided into five parts, each of which has 14 lines and is the, mini, the form of a, of a sonnet, I wanted to kind of separate them out and spend the whole week on it. And today we are on to part five. Hopefully, Shelley will bring everything together for us. So here it is. Here is part five of Ode to the West Wind. Make me thy lyre, even as the forest is. What if my leaves are falling like its own? The tumults of thy mighty harmonies will take from both a deep autumnal tone, sweet though in sadness. Be thou spirit fierce, my spirit. Be thou me, impetuous one. Drive my dead thoughts over the universe like withered leaves to quicken a new birth. And by the incantation of this verse, scatter as from an unextinguished hearth ashes and sparks my words among mankind. Be through my lips to unawakened earth the trumpet of a prophecy. O wind, if winter comes, can spring be far behind? As I was reading, I realized I probably should mention that the, the fourth line is liar, L-Y-R-E, not L-I-A-R. <laughs> um, but what do you think? Does this fifth stanza bring together everything that the first four stanzas suggests or offers? I was reading one person who, uh, talking about this poem somewhere online. I really wish I could remember where it was. Who mentions that um, that opening line of this part five, "Make me thy liar," sounds a lot like um, uh, the the Francis of Assisi prayer, the the one that goes, "Make me an instrument of thy peace." And it's interesting that throughout this whole poem, we've been talking about kind of the opposite of peace, right? Whether it's in part four, the in, inner turmoil, or in the first three parts, the turmoil brought on by the wind, we're talking about turmoil here. So that's an interesting connotation that this, that, that person that I was reading online uh, made. Uh, that's an interesting connection. But this whole stanza seems to be sort of about peace. Even the end is, ends with a sort of hopefulness. If winter comes, can spring be far behind? But it's not really peaceful. You know, there's still all these allusions to the wind blowing, the uh, fierceness and impetuousness, and the sweet but sad, um, driving of dead thoughts over the universe, withered leaves, uh, incantations, scatter, unextinguished hearts, ashes and sparks. These are all words that are being referenced. So it's not really ultimately that, that, um, that peaceful. And ultimately it seems that there's a sort of, to borrow what O'Connor would have said, Flannery O'Connor would have said that maybe there's a dark grace about the wind. There's a, um, a way that the wind can spread grace even through its power. Because after all, a wind of winter comes can spring be far behind. And he asks that the wind scatter his words among mankind. 
that his lips, this, this, this poem perhaps even, can be the trumpet of a prophecy, a prophecy of the spring being not too far, the spring being around the corner, the spring coming on the heels of the wind. Shelley lived a complicated, complex um, life. It was it was fraud. It, you know, he died at twenty nine. As I said, he was kind of a revolutionary. He he and his wife Mary Shelley lost a child at the age of three um, while they were traveling in Rome. Um, Mary Shelley went into a deep depression, um, so there was a lot of darkness in their life. And and it's amazing to me that in the end, um, despite all the darkness that he's referencing there, that that comes to mind as throughout the poem that he that he alludes to directly and indirectly, that in the end he can say the winter comes, can spring be far behind. It's phrased as a question, not a statement, and yet he suggests that he's hopeful that it's a prophecy. So it's not sure, but it's hopeful, and I feel like there's a there's a very human. Um, that's a very human status, a very human stance. Uh, there's stasis in uh, there's a sort of hopeful stasis in that, you know, the hopefulness that spring is around the corner, even when you're when you're not sure that it is. So, I think that's one of the things that makes this poem great. So, before we go, let's read this part five one more time. Make me thy lyre, even as the forest is. What if my leaves are falling like its own? The tumults of thy mighty harmonies will take from both a deep autumnal tone, sweet though in sadness. Be thou, spirit fierce, my spirit. Be thou, me, impetuous one. Drive my dead thoughts over the universe like withered leaves to quicken a new birth. And by the incantation of this verse, scatter as from an extinguished hearth ashes and sparks my words among mankind. Be through my lips to unawakened earth the trumpet of a prophecy. O wind, if winter comes, can spring be far behind? This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening this week and uh, sticking with me through all five parts of this poem. I'll be back on Monday with another poem for you.